Amen. You enjoyed that this morning. Let's all stand, please. Take your Bible. Go to the book of Acts this morning, chapter number 3. Acts chapter number 3 today. It's getting to be a hard place to preach in. About every time you come in here lately, I feel like it's going back get out of the banks. And I uh, just have to do my best to preach. Amen. Amen. And sometimes, of the night, it got so good on Sunday night, kind of hard to sow seed when the wind's blowing. And we just had a time. And I praise the Lord for that. Uh, I want to uh, real quickly say today, and I'll have to do this quickly, time's going by, but I want to say I'm glad to have my mom with us in the service today. She is 91 years young, and she's here today. Good to have her in the service. It'll be 92 in January, and uh, good to have her in the service with us today. Also good to have my brother Curtis and his wife Caddy with us today. Curtis plays golf, and he takes his own Caddy with him everywhere he goes. Her name is Caddy. And uh, anyway, good to have them in the service with us today. And uh, Brother Curtis over here uh, that got saved him is Cleo. This is my brother Curtis who had the same heart attack that you had. And both of you guys are still here. Now, he was already saved. At least he says he is. He was already saved. But uh, he's over here. Maybe you won't even speak to him. Y'all got a little something in common. Y'all got something in common that none of us want to have in common with you. But uh, anyway, it is good to be in God's house. I want to go back. And I'll go real quickly over what I preached last Sunday morning, though some of y'all feel like me probably already forgot it. Real quick, I got so many things to do today. Brother Johnny, I want to thank you and Miss Ann uh, for a trip that they gave my wife and I. We needed that. Uh, I don't know why you would have sent me into a fire, but uh, you did. But uh, we, did, we had an absolute wonderful time. And I want to thank you as a deacon, as a family in the church, for being so kind to my wife and I, giving us a few days. And, and thank you for that. It was a Pastor Appreciation Day deal. And they did their own sale personally. And I want to thank them for that. And the next thing, if anybody is interested in seeing me in Hawaii, please see me after the service. I'm going to do a camp. All right. Chapter number three, the book of Acts, verse number one, of course, the Bible says, Now Peter and John went up together to the temple the ninth at the hour of prayer, uh, being the ninth hour. A certain man laying from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered the temple. Who, seeing Peter and John about to go to the temple, asked in alms. Peter, fastened his eyes upon uh, him, with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto expect to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with him into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. Father, bless your word today. Thank you for it. In Christ's name, all God's people said, you can be seated. If you're glad to be saved, say amen. Glad to be in church, say amen. If you're going to help the preacher, say amen. Wonderful. Let me say this today real quickly. I started this message last Sunday morning. I really didn't even get through, but uh, just the first couple ideas or points of it. And I want to go back over it just for those who were not here and give you a little information about what's going on. As you know, in this chapter, here we find a man uh, that has been brought and laid down at the gate of the temple of the church of that day. And the Bible says that he'd been doing it uh, continually. Someone day by day, 
had been laying this man at the gate of this temple. I began to talk about this and talk about how that every single one of us one day in our life had somebody that got us to Jesus. Somebody that got us to the place where we needed to be and got us some help from God. I want you to notice real quickly this morning and I'll slow up a little as I get on past what I already preached. But I want you to notice first of all the place where he was sitting. Notice that he was taken to church or someone took him to church. I, I want you also to notice he was how he was treated at church. We don't find anybody in the Bible that stopped by to help this man at all except for Peter and John. It's not recorded that anybody else when they were going in and out of church uh, ever stopped to help this man. Maybe it's because he'd been there every week. Uh, they got used to him being there every day. I don't know what reason, but I do know this. The only recording we have is that Peter and John stopped to help this man as he laid at the gate of the temple there each and every day. I want to say this to all of you at Calvary Baptist Church today. I want you to know that people every week in this place uh, come to the doors of this house of God and you and I are to treat them uh, with the love of Christ uh, and let them know God loves them uh, and God can change their life. I never want to be a church where sinners aren't welcome. Because I got news for you, buddy. But by the grace of God, that's where that I would be. I want you to see also uh, in this particular passage of the Word of God, not only the place he was sitting, uh, but the problem he was suffering. Not only the place he was sitting, uh, but the problem he was suffering. And I went over this a little bit last week. I want you to see, first of all, he'd been lame from his mother's womb. In other words, I want you to see the location of his problem. I want you to notice the location was in his legs. He was hindered. He he could not walk. And so the location of his problem was he could not get to Jesus. So the only way he could get help was somebody had to get Jesus to him. The location of his problem. I want you to see the length of his problem. In our text in chapter 3, he's been this way from birth. And by the way, here's a great picture of you and I. For no doubt, we have been lame from birth. No doubt, we have been without God from birth. But aren't you glad, thanks be unto God, that when I could not go to where he was, hallelujah, he came to me. We use the illustration, I'm talking fast. We use the illustration of Mephibosheth and how that the king sent for him down in Lodabar on the other side of the tracks and how the king said, you're going to sit at my table continually. Aren't you glad this morning uh, that one day the king of glory sent the Holy Ghost your way and he invited you to trust Christ and saved you by the grace of God. Amen. I'm moving on. Listen now. His location of his problem. The length of his problem. And then I want you to see the limitation of his problem. He was totally helpless. He could not help 
himself. I've often said this, that all Christians are is one beggar telling another beggar how to get some bread. Hey friend, I want you to know that's all we really are. It's one beggar telling another beggar how to get some bread. I'm glad one day I had an old-fashioned preacher that told me how to get some bread. And since I've got that bread and it got on the inside of me, I want to tell everybody I can, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. One beggar giving another beggar some bread. Amen. The place he was sitting, the problem he was suffering. But now thirdly, and here we go into a new part of the message for all of you at Calvary. The third one is the perception of the saints. The perception of the saints. Well, really, I want to look at this in the eyes of this crippled man. I'm preaching all when a crippled met Christ. I want you to see the perception of the saints. What did this man see when he saw, when he saw uh, Peter and John? First of all, and I want you to get this, he saw their loyalty. He saw their loyalty. You say, preacher, what do you mean loyalty? Where were Peter and John going? They were loyal to the temple or the house of God. They were loyal. Can I tell you what? This world is tired of seeing it on our bumper sticker. They're tired of seeing it on our t-shirt. They're tired of seeing it in all the other ways. Friend, don't sing it. Bring it. We need to learn to live for God and people need to see our loyalty in living for the Lord. Amen. You know what? That man saw Peter and John come by. I don't know. I don't know. You got me. This is right after Pentecost. So the church has been birthed. But I want you to notice they saw the loyalty. The loyalty. That man looked up and he said, boy, they're loyal to God's house. They were loyal to the temple. But not only that, I want you to watch this. They were loyal in being together. The Bible says, and you've got to get the phrase of our King James Bible. Now, Peter and John went up together. Let me say this to you. God doesn't put words in the Bible unless they are meant to be there. It could have said Peter and John went into the temple. It could have said Peter and John at the ninth hour went into the temple. But that's not what your King James Bible says. It says they went into the temple together. Can I give you something I want you to think about? If God's people are going to make an impact in this world, then what we got to do is we got to get together. We may not cross every T. We may not dot every I, just like everybody else. You got Brother Waters in here. You got Brother Harrison in here. You got this missionary in here. You got other preachers in our ministry all throughout the Beatles platform. We're not going to cross every T. We're not going to dot every I, just like we do with each other. But there's one thing we better do. We better preach Christ. We better lift up the bloodstained banner. And we better let the world see we're walking together and we're standing together. I was listening this morning or reading on Yahoo or something this morning and they said no doubt the reason, the reason that America just had the election it had was because, and they call it quote unquote, and I'm not evangelical, I'm a Baptist, but anyway, I want to say this, uh, they put us in that category, but they want to say that we, that they saw where evangelicals came together. Now I don't agree with Catholic doctrine, it's wrong, it's a damnable doctrine. But they're against abortion. Hallelujah, I'm glad. 
I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna speak in tongues with a Pentecostal. But if they're preaching Christ and they're against abortion and they're for right, I'm glad. I want you to understand. I'm not gonna change what I believe. I'm not gonna go away from what I believe. But I'm glad I can walk alongside of those that know Christ is the answer and there is no other answer. Peter and John went up into the temple together. I'm gonna hit this and move. I could stay here for three hours. I'm gonna hit it and move. You ought to delete anybody on your Facebook page. You ought to delete anybody on your social media. If they're a God-called preacher, who they are, if all they do is get online to cause controversy among other Christians. You ought to get rid of them. You ought to have nothing to do with them. You ought not be a part of them. Let me tell you why. Because God does not want us to be divided. God does not want us to be against one another. Friend, our battle's not with our brother. Our battle's with the devil. And we got to stand and fight against the devil. And we're seeing what God can do. Now, I'm an independent fundamental Bible. I believe in Baptist. I believe in all that. King James, all down the line, right kind of music. Blah, blah, blah. I believe all that stuff. But I'm telling you, Peter and John came together. Christian people needed, Calvary Baptist Church need to come walk together. Amen. Amen. Y'all getting quiet. Amen. Amen. Listen, I want you to understand this man, this man saw the perception of the saints. He saw, first of all, their loyalty. They were not embarrassed to say who they were. Amen. Second of all, he saw, watch this now, their light. Amen. You know what? When they came by him, I understand he's laying there and he's saying alms, alms. And then uh, Peter looks up and says, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. Watch it. He saw their light. You know what basically that man said when he reached for Peter's hand when he was going to lift him up? Here's what basically he said. I want what you have. Amen. Amen. Let me ask you a question. How could that man who never walked, ever, have confidence that he could walk if he got Peter's hand? He has never took a step in his life. But how could he, how could he walk? How could he have confidence? You know what I believe? I believe he done heard some stuff about this man called Jesus. You know how I know? Here's how I know. Because I got the idea when Peter reached down for him, maybe he thought something like this. Well, you know what? If he did it for others, if he did it for others, I've heard about the blind being able to see. I've heard about other lame being able to walk. And if he did it for others, maybe, maybe he can do it for me. He saw their light. You know what we need to be in this world? You know why in the last eight years, that I, and I have not liked the last eight years when it, comes to, when it comes to government, but do you know why I haven't broke a window or carried a sign or used cuss words or talked about killing somebody? You know why? Because that's not who I am. And that's not who he is. We're light. We're light. He saw their light. Amen? He saw their light. Watch this. He saw their love. Not only did he see their loyalty and their light, but he saw their love. If you with me, say amen. amen. He saw their love. Lord, I got another whole page to go yet. He saw their love. You say, preacher, what do you mean he saw their love? Understand, when others walked by, they stopped. 
Now, I don't want to sound like I'm compromising and saying this. I don't think it will. But this world that's gone so crazy needs to see the love of Christ. Now, I'm just going to tell all of you, I'm a redneck. I'm one of these people that love, I, I got so many sayings I love to say today. I had them ready. And then my Secretary of State wouldn't allow me to say them. And she's still in shock that I listened to her. But I want you to understand what this world really needs to see right now is the love of Christ. And I'll be honest with you, that's not what my flesh wants to do. My flesh wants to go, nah, 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 nah. That's what I want to do. My flesh wants to make some comments about college students going back to their classrooms. And I will add this, if it were my daughter, my belt would come off and she'd go back somebody, some classroom somewhere. I'm paying for your school, you go to class. Can I get a witness? Evidently, you ain't got no education yet. Go get you some. Now, that's what I'd want to do, but of course, I can't do that. But to be totally honest with you, that's not what those people need. Me being what they are is not going to change what they are. But me being, showing the love of Christ can make a difference. Because you got to understand, there's somebody holding a sign up that says, <coughs> blank this, blank that, or gay and proud, or whatever. You got to understand that they believe that with all their heart. And they believe with all their heart that they're right. But I want you to understand the only thing that's going to change them, the only thing that's going to change them, same thing that changed you. And that's the blood of Christ and a relationship with Him. I want you to understand this man saw the love of Christ when he saw them. Now, real quickly, because I got something else to do tonight, I want you to see the provisions of the Savior. The provisions of the Savior. I want you to notice in this passage, what was the source of his healing? What was the source of his healing? What did Peter and John say? Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have in the name of Peter and John. In the name of some other man, no. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Can I tell you this? If you are ever anything, if you ever become anything, if you ever do anything, if you ever get to heaven, if you're saved, you're going, it will be because of Jesus Christ. He is the reason. Somebody say amen. The source of his healing. Second of all, not only the source of his healing, but watch it, the speed of his healing. Verse number seven says he was healed immediately. <laughs> Do you know, isn't that amazing? You walk in, you, you know, you wasn't even, matter of fact, you wasn't walking the tent, you wasn't even going. But they asked you to work on some DVDs, I assume, of the meeting. And so you're sitting there working on them, all of a sudden, Holy Ghost says, I know you. And you know you're going to hell, and you know, but hypocrite, you know who you are. I know you've been raised to preach at home all your life and you're going to hell. Holy Ghost said, you've got to be tired of that. DR got saved. I mean, got saved. When he got saved, 
It was immediately. He's not in the process. Somebody said, well, I'm in the process of being saved. No, you're not. Friend, when you get saved by the grace of God, hallelujah, it's instantaneous. It's right then. Honey, I ain't got recapped. I'm not working my way. I'm born again by the blood of Christ immediately. Now watch. Pray for me. Watch. Here's something amazes me. Imagine you've never walked in your life. You never took a step. People walk by you their whole life. You never could even go to church because you can't walk. If you went, you wouldn't feel right because you can't walk. But the Bible says that when Jesus, when the men passed by and said, look on us, they had some light. That Peter and John said, Silver go have another such a name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And then Peter, lay down there, John. You're still young enough to lay down. If I didn't entertain me a while, get back up. That's not laying down, John. That's kneeling. While he, look up here at me. While he's looking up at him, here's what Peter does. He reaches out his hand. Get the hand. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Now, I know what some of y'all are thinking. Well, now that he's on his feet, we better send him to therapy. Because he, oh Lord, I'm getting ready to preach. I'm getting ready to preach. I'm not going to finish this again. Is that all right? I don't know when I'm going to finish it. I got another half a page. Hey, I want you to understand, he's getting, he's getting ready to walk for the. Stand up, Curtis. Stand up. Curtis had one of our preachers visit him after he got saved. And uh, Curtis was telling about his life, Brother DR. And he said every day he'd work his job at Freightliner. And he'd come home and he'd pop open his can of beer. And he'd drink beer and he went to bed. Every day of his life. Every day of his life. Wouldn't go to church. Wouldn't go to church. Just drink beer. I'd go to his job, drink beer every day of his life. Then Curtis and Miss Cleo got saved. After they got saved, I never told him quit drinking beer. He never went to rehab. Nobody ever told him you ought to go to church. Well, I did tell him that. But I won't don't you understand? You know what happened, honey? You don't need no rehab. All you need is the Lord Jesus Christ. He'll help you walk. He'll help you walk. And you walk every day of your life. Now imagine the first steps that old boy took. I'm, I'm not going to the rest of us, so don't y'all panic. I got too much more to preach. I got mama's pinching her baby so they can get out of here already. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, sister. Now watch. I imagine first few steps he might have took, he might have went, whoo. He might have, you ready? Amen. He, he might have, I'm sorry I'm coughing and stuff, but Brother Johnny sent me to this smoke. He, he might even be excited about getting ready to do something that he never thought. That he, ne- that he never thought. I'll never be able to walk in the temple. Why would anybody want me in the church? I can't even walk. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. But you know how the Bible says he went in? He was walking and he was leaping. Hey, not only did he learn how to walk, he didn't learn how to leap. Hallelujah. He's going in church. Oh, wouldn't it be good if that's the way we went to church? I'm not really sure that's leaping. I think leaping is more like... Right? You notice I'm going off the left leg because the right one's got way too much metal for that. But I'm going to tell you something. 
Oh, hallelujah. It was instantaneous. Immediate. Nobody had to show them how. Now I'm going to tell you something. This salvation being preached today, salvation, then you go back to your seat and you're the same you've always been. I'll be honest with you. When God saved me, I left the bar stool. Now I'm just going to be right up with you. When God, well, listen, when God saved me, I don't, I don't need no marijuana to feel high. I got something better to make me high now. It's called Jesus. I don't need that. I don't have to be a drunkard anymore. But nobody, nobody trained me all that stuff. Nobody trained me. But when I got saved, Holy Ghost got in there. And I got ready to go do something. Holy Ghost said, no, no, no. You can't do that. Where did he go after he got saved? I know what he did. He ran home and told everybody on Facebook. <laughs> I guarantee he done tweeted it. No. You know what he did? The Bible says he went into the temple. Can I give y'all a little something? When you get saved, I'll tell you where to take you. Church. <laughs> Amen. Buddy, listen, my mama's here. Sit down, John. You think you're still part of this? Mama, I say, listen, tell me. I want you to notice this. My mama's sitting here. I'll never forget it. I was coming as a boy. I'm going to end up with this. I got another half page. I want you to watch this. My mama's sitting here. She's 91 now. I'm 52 now. It's hard to believe. You know, Curtis is 104. It's hard to believe. But I want you to watch this. My mom used to say, I, I didn't want to go to church. Now, Sunday morning, Sunday morning, you know, I'd go, you know, but I didn't want to go back Sunday night and Wednesday. She went all of them, you know, all of them. And Curtis and them, all of them. And Sunday morning, because Sunday night, back when I was coming up, the Redskins would play in the afternoon. And that's back when they used to win. And they would play in the afternoon. And I used to watch the Redskins play football. I mean, I was a Redskin fan and, and, and still got a little bit of that deep down inside of me. Don't you, Baltimore people, you get over it. But anyway, don't you watch this? I'd tell my mom, I'd say, well, I don't want to go back Sunday night. And then there was a church up the road from us that only had church one time a week, Sunday morning. That was my kind of church. I thought, you know what I thought? I told my mom, I said, Mama, they don't go to church up there in Bethlehem but Sunday morning. That's all they go. My mama looked at her in her redneck raising boys kind of way, and she said, Bethlehem ain't your church. You want to know why I is the way I is? Huh? She said, Bethlehem ain't your church. Well, I said, well, I don't see why we have to go. Watch this, Miss Jackie. I went that Sunday night that I got saved. And when I got saved, guess what? Next week, I didn't care whether Bethlehem was going or not. I didn't care whether they closed it down. But there's, Lord, have mercy. Hold my coat. I'm getting happy. Hey, I want to tell you this. There's one thing I know. Buddy, when I got saved, you didn't have to beg me. You didn't have to pry me. You didn't have to drag me. I was glad when they said, let us go under the house of the Lord. And that's been over 31 plus years. And I still like to go. Amen. 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 When a cripple met Christ. Nick, when you come up and got saved, 
We showed you how to get saved. You know all that was? That was one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. That's all that was. I mean, I was in the same boat you were in. Just lost. Lost as a goose. Only one we've always put that on the goose because they seem like they know where they're going. But, but lost as a goose, I guess. And God saved me and God changed me. Now, I, I want today... I want today to ask you a question. I wonder how many people in this building can honestly say that you've had that encounter with Christ. Are you listening? That you have had that encounter with Christ. You say, what do you mean, preacher? That you yourself have met Him. He's changed your life. You've accepted Him as your Savior. And you know today. I mean, listen, hallelujah, I know. I know I'm saved. I mean, I, Brother Daniel, would you come to the piano and get ready to do an imitation for me, buddy? I know. You can begin to play when you're ready. I know that I'm saved. Because you got to understand, I was lame. I couldn't walk. And then one day, somebody offered me some bread. Oh, by the way, bread's no good till it gets in you. You can look at a biscuit all you want. It won't do a thing for you. But when it gets in you... Am I right about that? You can smell it. You can look at it. When I go by Bojangles, I can look at that biscuit. I can smell that biscuit. Lord, I'm feeling like preaching. I wish I could preach three hours. I wish I could preach three hours. But when it gets, when it's, you're the only one that said that. When it gets, when it gets in you, oh, when it hits them taste buds. Right, Brother Darrell? I mean, when you taste it. You know what the Bible says? My dear friend, it said, taste and see that the Lord is good. Aren't you glad if you're saved that you got a taste one day? Aren't you glad? But there's a second part of this message. Not only do folks need to get saved, and I believe there's probably folks in this building, they've been folks saved here in the last several weeks, and I believe somebody here today never trusted Christ and they'd be saved. But there's the second thing. Can I preach to the church a minute? What, what did that crippled man see? He saw their loyalty. They going to church. But he also, he saw their love and their light. In my flesh, I'm like you. I want to get infuriated with the people that are protesting in America. I mean, you know, in our heart, in our flesh, that's what we want to do. But let's be honest. They don't know Christ. And this being, Trump being president is not the worst thing that's gonna happen to them. See, you die without Jesus. There won't be no protesting. There'll be stuff burning. But it won't be you burning stuff in the street or buildings. It'll be the burning of flesh for all eternity. God, help me to be light. Help me to love the sinner. I thank God for that precious little lady. 
Because this morning I was ready to come here. I had some good stuff to tell you. And she said, that's not who we are. And I said, don't preach to me. She said, that's not who we are. He said, God gave us favor. She said, God gave us favor. We've got a chance to stand for children. Stand for marriage. We've got a chance to keep on preaching in our pulpits. God gave us favor. So for every homosexual and for every abortionist and for every drunkard and every drug addict, we preach Christ. We preach Christ. Tomorrow when you go to work, are you going to be light? Are you going to be love? Tomorrow when you go to work, are you going to be what Jesus would be? When I give this invitation, I'll tell you what I do. I say, Lord, when I go through my life, there's some people laying at the gate. There's some people they never walked, spiritually speaking. When I say, look on me, let me have enough God on me. I refuse to gloat today except over one. And that, my friend, is Jesus Christ. It is He that gave us a space of grace. We have witnessed a miracle that we didn't even want either side of. But for the sake of children and the sake of family and the sake of the Bible, do you realize the miracle to put Mike Pence, a born-again Christian that makes no bones about it, that prayed himself that God would give grace to America, and he's one step away from the leader of the greatest nation in the world. Let's be light. Let's do what we ought to do. And let's make an impact for Christ. Let's let our young people see that's not what we are. That is not what we are. If Miss Clinton would have won the presidency, I would have respected her as president. I would have prayed for her. And I would have quoted the Bible verse, let her days be few and another take her office. I would have done it. But I would not have one time walked on the street with an ugly word, busted out anybody's windows, burned up anybody's store. I would have still been an American. Well, let's see how well we do when God gives us favor. Brother Daniel's going to Sing our invitation. Won't you stand your feet with every head bowed just a moment. Thank you for giving me time. I really got something else I need to do tonight, pulpit wise. Thank you for giving me time. We'll finish this message maybe Wednesday. I wonder with every head bowed this morning, every eye closed. 
I wonder if there'll be somebody here today say, Preacher, if I died right now, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven if I died right now. Would you pray for me? I'm not 100% sure if I died right now, I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me today, preacher? Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up right now if that be you anywhere in this auditorium? Preacher, if I die right now, I'm not 100% sure I'd go to heaven. Would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? By your testimony on this Sunday morning, you're saying that everybody in here today knows Christ. I trust that's true. Can I ask you a second question today? If you are saved, how many of you say, Preacher, thank you for what you said because it is what I need to be. I need to be light and I need to be love and I need to be the real thing of loyalty to God so that others can see Christ in me during this difficult time for our country. I want to be what I need to be for the Lord. Would you pray for me, Pastor? How many slip your hands up really high? And there's many, many, many coming to the altar. We've got huge altars here. We've got walls on the side. So many places you can put your hands down. Brother Curtis, you and Miss Cleo still want to come be a part, right? Would you come on down? Just come down here to the altar. Every head's bowed, every eye closed. Here's my next thing. Then we're going to let him sing. The invitation's open. If God's led you to Calvary Baptist Church and you want to be a part of the church with this couple that just got saved, and you want to join Calvary, and you say, Preacher, I want to join him, be faithful, and get involved, and serve God. If you're here today, young person, adult, whoever you might be, but if God's burdened you about that, I'm opening the doors of this church right now. You come say, Pastor, I want to do that. And if you want to do that, I'll speak to you, meet with you, talk with you. You just mind the Lord as God would lead you. I just feel like I need to open them day because this young couple coming, they got saved, that God's changed their lives. Brother Daniel, would you sing for us? Anybody else need to pray? Hands went up all over this building. You mind the Lord. The birds up in the air know their creator. And nature sings a wonderful song of praise. Are you being that light, friend? Are you being that light? Hey man. Guys, would y'all just stand right there with them, please, on that front leg? Anybody else need to come? For whatever reason, you mind the Lord. You can come to church here to Jesus comes, not join. I'm okay with that, but I just, I want you to know that we got to be light. We got to be light.
You can help us at Calvary shine that light. And I know him. Yes, I know him. I met him at the foot of Calvary. I know him. Yes, I know him. Oh, Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I love him. He died upon the cross. Hallelujah. I love him. Yes, I love him. Oh, but best of all, he loves. Just play softly if you would. Josh, you and Jennifer come on up here if you would. Brother Josh and Miss Jennifer have been coming to church with us about a month now, a little more. And uh, just stand right there. I'll be finding that right there in front. Yes, sir. And um, they both saved, got two children in our nursery. And they said, Preacher, we want to be members of the church. I'm going to be meeting with them. And they don't miss a the service. They're faithful. And I appreciate them. Uh, Brother uh, Alex, come with his mom and daddy since he's a little boy, but he's never officially himself joined the church after he got saved. He said, Preacher, I need to take care of that. So y'all know Alex. Come on up here. What's that flower today for, Brother Alex? Just, just a flower. Oh, I thought maybe he was wearing a memory somebody something. Um, Brother Curtis, Miss Cleo got saved here three weeks ago. We'll baptize them tonight. Y'all come on up here if you would. Just stand over there to the side of Josh and them. I'll be meeting with all these folks, and then we'll get them voted in church. Talk to them about their salvation. Brother Curtis and Miss Cleo will be baptized tonight. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. Don't go home. Some of y'all left on me last time. Listen, we're going to baptize three people. All you got to do is walk from this building to that one. Stand for 15 minutes and then go home. Let's don't let, because we're growing. Don't let us forget who we were and who we are. Amen. And so you come up for the baptism right at the end of service. Um, now let me mention real quick uh, to missionaries visiting with us today uh, the reason I know a little bit about them is because I'm on the board of Macedonia so I know a lot about what they're doing going to Spain we just had two of our foreign missionaries come off the field uh, one of them uh, of course brother Dalton Miss Casey got another direction they're going we'll be saying more to you about that later but uh, anyway um, brother Stanley um I've been noticed a couple times during this service and we just take you and your wife home for support. Help, help you go to Spain. Would that be all right? Would you accept it? You would accept it. But uh, Miss Wendy, would you make sure you give them a check too uh, so they can... Uh, yes. Uh, don't leave today until we give y'all just some money for coming by. So you didn't know that, but we pay people to come by. No, we actually... We actually uh, Take care of missionaries. Come by our missionaries. So we're glad to have you guys with us today. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Can y'all stand up here with these folks that are joining? Now y'all welcome to join. I don't know if your pastor really like that. But y'all come stand here. That way folks can shake y'all's hand too. Wonderful. But let's help them get to Spain. Amen. We've had a couple of our foreign missionaries come off the field. And they're just getting started in deputation. So let's help them get to Spain. Amen. Uh, and then, Brother D.R., uh, we're not helping you and your wife right now either, are we? 
Won't y'all come over here? I think we'll just help y'all too. Would that be all right with you? Come on over here. Brother DR had a thriving business. You know what he's doing now? Instead of running a thriving business, I'm sure he's trying to still keep it going. Somebody else running for him. But he's now, I just want to be a part of what they're doing. I love evangelists. Amen. Brother Daniel, we helping you? We'll bring your family over here too. We just had about $550 of mission money got cleared up. I ain't keeping it. That belongs to the Lord. Let's get the, let's get the gospel out. Amen. Do y'all agree with that? So we'll just take on three missionary families, two missionary evangelists, one family going to Spain. These folks are joining the church. So I say you ought to say hallelujah. Amen. Give God the glory. Wonderful. Wonderful. Amen. Brother Robert, you may take you on. But uh, anyway, uh, I do appreciate them being with us in the service today. I want you to come by and shake all of their hands. Tell them you're glad to have them with us. Be back with us tonight. It's better tonight than it is in the morning. Amen. I'm telling you, it's going to be good tonight. And so you come back and be with us tonight. I may finish that message. I had a missions message. Y'all going to be here for missions Sunday? Y'all going to listen? Y'all going to give everything you got to missions? I may finish that message tonight. We'll I had a missions message, but y'all already know. So I may preach that tonight. We'll see. Got some more good stuff. Got a half a page left to go. All right. We're going to close in a word of prayer. Brother James did a good job in that song today. All right. Veterans, thank you for serving our country. You're our honored guest today. All right. All right. Let's bow in a word of prayer. And then we'll be dismissed. Calvary members, you know to come by and shake hands with these folks. All right. And we're going to help these families do what they do on the road. Brother Ziddle, could you make your way up here, please, sir? I want you to dismiss us in prayer, if you would. Brother Ziddle's going to step back and help us in the sound part of the church. We're tickled over that. Helping us with sound stuff, helping Bobby and John so they can sit with their family some. So we're excited about that. Brother Ziddle, if you close us in prayer today, brother, amen, I appreciate it. And then we'll shake hands. Father God, what a glory it is to be in your house this morning. Lord, we just thank you for your spirit, for your presence here this morning. Lord, for working in our midst. And Lord, just giving us a taste of what glory will be like one day. And Lord, we just thank you for it. Lord, thank you for the message. Pray that it would just pierce our hearts all week, Lord, as we just marinate on that. Lord, we thank you for these missionaries and evangelists who have come by our way today. Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to join them and support them and be part of that work. Uh, Lord, we thank you for those who have come and join the church as well. Lord, we just thank you for just all your blessings this morning, Lord, and just for, for being uh, so real to us. Lord, we just thank you. Bring us back tonight, Lord. Uh, have us excited for more. Lord, we thank you. In your name I pray. Amen.